Good afternoon, listeners, and thank you once again for joining me for another episode of the Language Matters podcast. As usual, we are here to talk about language and its role in the workplace. And this afternoon's conversation is one that I know you wouldn't want to miss. We are talking about effective communication. And like I usually do, I'll leave my guest to introduce herself and tell you about all that she does. And at the end of the, uh, the session, she'd also tell you how you can get into contact with her and how she can support your business if needed. So over to you. Great. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Dr. Amelia Rigstad, and I am a workplace communication consultant and coach. So I work with organizations and individuals really to help educate and train everyone to communicate more effectively in the workplace. Um, I am based in Minnesota, so in the United States, originally from just outside of Vancouver, Canada. So I have the, the uh, uh, what's the word, the knowledge, I suppose, of you know, living in different countries. Uh, and I'm also the founder of the Women Empowerment Series, which is a three-part series which encourages and inspires women to use their voice to initiate change. And when I say, you know, change, it could be big, it could be small, uh, gender equality is important to me, uh, but for somebody else, it could just be, you know, navigating through a tough conversation with a colleague. So when I say use our voices, I literally mean through communication. So I am happy to be here to chat a little bit about effective communication. Thank you so much. I love the, the the bit about women using their voices and the bit about women communicating. Maybe we'll have a separate session talking specifically about that, but that sounds very interesting. So like you rightly said, Dr. Amelia, you deal with effective communication. So if someone is listening to us, it almost sounds as if it's a buzzword these days. What do we mean by effective communication? So when we talk about effective communication, it's really about you know, fostering good working relationships between everybody that you interact with on a day-to-day basis, whether it's, you know, through management, through staff, through your colleagues, um, even, you know, external stakeholders, clients, really to improve morale and efficiency within the workplace. But there's so many different components that go into effective communication, active listening, Um, confident communication, being an empathetic communicator, um, being careful of our body language, our tone of voice, um, all so that we can be more impactful, effective communicators in the workplace. Great. Thank you. So somebody would want to know, I mean, yes, it is like you have stated, it's important that we pay attention to how we communicate. Mm -hmm. But can you share with our listeners a few benefits of really making this a focus in in any business or workplace interaction? Well, it's really about, you know, looking at, you know, your organization as a whole. And and really 97% of employees believe that communication impacts their work day to day. That is a very high, significant number. So if 97% of employees within organizations think that effective communication impacts what they do every day, my hope is that organizations would really pay attention to that because that absolutely links to the culture of a workplace, 
whether or not your employees are engaged, whether they feel valued within the organization. Um, and then that's going to impact productivity. It's going to impact your business operations. So effective communication in general and you know, having the ability to understand what that means and how we can ensure everybody communicates effectively in the workplace you know, really is too important to ignore. And it should be part of every organization's business strategy to some extent that they are focusing in on, you know, from an interpersonal perspective, how everyone within that organization is communicating. Mm. Thank you. I have a follow-up question on that. But before that, I just want to reiterate that this is really important. And um, I, I want to read something that I came across. This is the Project Management Institute's uh, 2013 report. And it's, it revealed that in the U.S. alone, about $135 million is at risk for every $1 billion spent on a project. Of them, a shocking 56% is at risk due to ineffective communication. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, it, it, that's, that's, it's such a valid point. I mean, it shows us that you know, there is research being done surrounding the importance of communication in the workplace and how necessary it is. And I'll go off of that too, you know, of course, you know, worldwide global pandemic, um, but here in, in the U.S., you know, too, we still have organizations who are, you know, haven't gone back face-to-face. Uh, everybody's talking about these hybrid work environments, you know, some have gone back face-to-face. Well, when we think about effective communication and how that's so critical for organizations, you know, I certainly hope that people are giving thought to how important it is, especially as we start to transition back into whatever our new normal is going to be, because, you know, you can't have half of your employees working from home, half in the office, and then have your monthly team meeting, right, on the same day, same time there's certainly going to be some communication challenges that I'm not so sure everybody's actually giving thought to quite yet, right? It's going to take people to start getting back into the office before they say, oh, shoot, like we didn't give thought to this. You know, how are we going to navigate our monthly team meetings if half of our staff's not here? So there's so much to think about too, you know, from that effective communication perspective, as we start to transition, hopefully soon, out of this global pandemic and, you know, start adjusting to what this new normal from a work perspective is going to look like. Hmm. Thank you so much. And I mean, just jumping off the back of that as well. I mean, even in this current situation where people are communicating not so much face to face, but virtually, I think Mm -hmm. you definitely have tips for people to, to help improve because this is a new, it's, it's like we we're all not prepared for it and we're just thrown into it and we've had to deal with it, you know, and I know there are lots of challenges that are associated with that. And I mean, there's also, there's a lot of talk that teams will probably implement a hybrid work. Mm-hmm. So the virtual aspect of the job is not going to go away. So no. see if you can share some of these issues that arise with virtual communication and how uh, organizations can 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 make the workplace um more how do i even say it? get everybody on board get the employee engaged you know and increase productivity even in the virtual environment 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, I mean, organizations, you know, they we've been at this now for over 18 plus months, right? Yeah. So, you know, my assumption is and you know, that organizations are and have been thinking about how they're going to navigate through, you know, hybrid work environments. Um, but for those who maybe haven't necessarily started to give it a lot of thought, you know, from an internal communication perspective, there has to be a plan, there has to be a strategy put into place. And, it, and of course, this is not going to start from the employees at the base level. So many of these decisions from that strategic perspective has to come from leadership, right? Because, um, you know, they're the ones that are, that are running the organization. So that too, when we start having these conversations demonstrates to employees that, okay, the leaders of my organization, you know, cares about how we're going to transition, how we're going to work through this hybrid uh, work environment, because, like you said, I mean, of course, we all, you know, got thrown into working virtual, virtually, you know, we're all very familiar with Zoom and what have you. And you're right. And it's not going to go away because it's too convenient. However, that is certainly going to impact how we communicate. You know, we can't necessarily read complete body language when we're in a meeting, right? We can, you know, we can take a look at each other's faces if somebody has their camera on, right? Because when we're communicating virtually, if you don't like to turn your camera on, if you're still in your pajamas or what have you, right? That's gonna impact those meetings. Not everybody is comfortable um, behind that screen, but unfortunately, if we're going to communicate effectively, right? Those cameras need to be turned on. We need to have a virtual presence. We need to make sure that our technology is working. Um, from a leadership perspective, how are you checking in with your employees? If you have half of your team at home and half of your employees in the office, you know, what does that relationship look like from a leadership perspective to ensure that everybody is on the same page? So I agree. I mean, the virtual side of, of work is not going anywhere. So if you're not comfortable with that virtual work yet, get comfortable because it's not going anywhere. Thank you so much. I have one question that I would love to hear your thoughts on, you know, um, what makes someone a competent communicator and can that be taught? I believe it can be taught. Yeah. So I will say I am an absolute firm believer in understanding your own communication style, but also the communication styles of others. And to me, that assists with being a competent, effective communicator, because if we know how we communicate, if we know how we react in situations, especially from a conflict perspective, right, we can then start to ensure that we're understanding how the people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis, how they communicate, right, in order to ensure that those conversations are productive, that those conversations are effective in nature. And yes, it it certainly can be taught. Being an impactful, effective communicator can be taught. Um, So that's why your listeners can hire me to coach them or guide them through, you know, (laughs) effective communication training. I just love that, you know, and no wonder we're having this conversation because I'm always, I've, I've always had a view that this sort of linguistic um a regulation following strict linguistic regulation telling people you need to speak in this specific way styling scripting they are not that effective 
But mm. what you are actually pointing out is being aware, firstly, of how you communicate and how others communicate as well. You know, mm. showing empathy and reacting to people based on how and what they are telling you. You know, really, this is the way to go. You know, we need to move away from that sort of linguistic policing where we are very strict. You need to say this at this time. It doesn't work. It's not effective. Absolutely. And and I'd go up there. I mean, there's certainly, I mean, and as you very well know, with your background in linguistics, I mean, our linguistic styles are learned at a relatively young age, right? You know, three, four, five years of age on the playground. We learn those, you know, conversation styles literally when we're playing with our, with our playmates on the playground, you know, but that, and that transitions as we go through our adolescence and, and into our career and can transfer into the workplace, but that's only one piece of the puzzle, right? I mean, and when we think about it from a communication styles perspective, I'm sure yourself, I have as well, your listeners um, have taken a plethora of all the different um, personality and communication assessments out there. Myers-Briggs, DISC assessment, strength finders, um, all wonderful tools. Um, But again, they look at, for the most part, our personality traits in communication. Well, our personality traits are fixed characteristics. Those are very challenging to change. I mean, really, we can't change personality traits. If we're interacting with someone who has a narcissistic personality in the workplace, give up right? You're not going to be able to change that person. However, if you understand your communication style and how that narcissistic person communicates, what can you do as an effective communicator to navigate, you know, more clearly through that conversation, you know, so that water kind of runs off your back, you go and have that conversation, then you move on. So the linguistic styles, the communication styles, you know, building that understanding of what exactly those are, what your style is, the styles of others um, is is really, really key in effective communication. Thank you so much. And being flexible, you know, Mm -hmm. when when you understand those things, it allows you to be flexible and open to uh, all the other possibilities and the different styles that people bring to the workplace. Thank you so much. I came across this 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 quote in the book that I fell in love with and I would want you to let me know what you think about it it says conversations are the new work yeah so that is interesting because I my perspective is you know conversations aren't new right um and it, it I wouldn't say to me anyway that it's the new work it's how we work mm. Right. Because we have to be able to communicate, you know, both personally and professionally and conversations are absolutely key Two way dialogue is key. Having that ability to interact with somebody and have a fruitful conversation. Um, so if I, if I look back at that, conversations are the new work. You know, yeah, I mean, if we're focusing on that. I mean, if depending, I guess, on how you are um, defining the word work, if it's literally, right, if we're saying conversations are the new work, like, yes, we need to work hard at communicating, then sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of effort, or there should be a lot of effort that goes into effective communication. And that's what, you know, I, I coach 
my clients and the organizations that I work with is that, you know, becoming a more effective communicator does take work and we can all improve our communication to ensure that um, we're being productive in the workplace. I mean, and even from a, a personal perspective, right? With our spouses, with our kids, with our family, our friends, we can all learn to communicate better, right? True, we can, we can. And um, I mean, what I, when I read, I can't, but I agree with you. When I read that, the first thing that jumped at me was that the fact that, you know, communication, which we consider as soft skills, mm-hmm. they essentially enable the hard skills in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You know, so if someone is trained as an engineer to have an effective engineer and get the best out of that engineer. It is through how you communicate with that person in the workplace, you know? So if, if we are not really- Just cut out. Yes. <laughs> Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, there we go, back. Yes, thankfully. Yes. So, so really, <laughs> thank you so, so much for putting that uh, beautifully. And I would want to push you into an area that I'm personally passionate about. And I know you're passionate about as well, diversity, you know, and cultural differences and working in a global environment. What is your take on that when it comes to effective communication? What are some yeah. of the tips or some of the things you need, we need to pay attention to in that regard? Well, I think too that, you know, there's a lot of research that has been done uh, and I kind of touch on it, you know, during my study and my doctorate degree, but really the importance of intersectionality and understanding what intersectionality is and and understanding that, you know, our our identity is one thing, but our race, our socioeconomic status, you know, gender, sexual orientation, that all plays a role, all these different axes play a role, cultural differences play a role um, into who we are. And, you know, I absolutely agree that, you know, diversity and inclusion from a communication perspective, you know, needs to be in all of the workplaces. And I, and I hope that we get to a point in time where like diversity and inclusion just is Right. And it's not just something that, you know, is that has to be so much effort towards that we can get to a point in society where we are accepting of everyone Mm -hmm. and everybody has a spot at that table um, and we can have those good conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I can't I can't agree more. And it's sad, you know, that there is so much work to be done. Unfortunately, I was having a conversation, a Zoom conversation with someone on Tuesday or Wednesday and the lady goes like um pardon me where exactly are you from because you sound very English you know so from my color mm-hmm. the person is assuming that I shouldn't speak a certain standard and level of English right. because I did she wants to find out exactly where I am from Mm-hmm. When we talk about the fact that we have a long way to go, right? It's really, really, really true. And I, I for a moment, I, I froze. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to answer that question. I didn't know whether sure. to scream and get angry. You know, but then, uh, off the back of some of the things that you talk about, that we should, we should, we should show empathy. Mm-hmm. I 
said, okay, probably this person is not aware that this is not a good question to ask. Right. I answered anyway and used that as an opportunity, as a teaching point. Yeah, absolutely. Knowledge. So the things you're sharing here are so critical. And self-awareness, awareness of what others do with language, awareness of what language is and what it can achieve in the workplace. Right. Overemphasize that that it is actually what almost like the glue, you know, that mm-hmm. makes all these other things together. And if nothing at all, if you're not convinced, I mean, the stats are showing you that this can cost you money, and it's mm-hmm. time to take action. Absolutely. I mean, and even going off of that, I, I mean, from a gender perspective, I mean, gender equality is really important to me, and that you know, is why I started the woman empowerment series, because that's all about communication as well. I mean, of course, you know, we're heading in that direction where we have more women with seats at the table, at the leadership table, but we still haven't closed that gender gap, right? We still haven't closed the gap with diversity and inclusion. Um, And my hope is that we will, you know, be able to continue to close that gap. It might not be in your or my lifetime, but I certainly hope that it's in our children's lifetime. <laughs> Definitely. I think, I think that's why the sort of things we do are so critical and needed uh, for mm-hmm. the world. And if someone is listening to us and hasn't really given it a thought, I hope that this conversation has given you ideas of how mm-hmm. to begin. And that's my next question to you. I mean, sure. you- you, you did mention earlier on that it would have to start with uh, management, but how do someone might be wondering, how do we start? This all looks good and nice, but mm-hmm. what do we actually take it from if we are from uh, we are at the point where it is not our focus at the moment? Mm-hmm. I mean, it does, you know, from an organization perspective, right? You need to plan. There needs to be some type of focus surrounding interpersonal communication, um, because it does hit the bottom line. If your employees are leaving, you have high turnover, they're not happy, um, you know, the corporate culture is toxic, that all hits your bottom line, right? So the idea of, you know, putting some emphasis on effective communication training for your leadership and your team is critical. So from a leadership perspective, you know, I kind of offer that as advice. Um, Some tips for you know, if you're working in an organization and you want to focus on effective communication, um, taking some of those assessments, you know, I use a communication style assessment called straight talk, learn your communication style, learn your communication style of others. Um, How can you, by doing that, interact more effectively? Planning your conversation is a tip that I offer. So especially if we find ourselves in some of those challenging conversations or if there's a conflict, you know, this kind of links to being confident as well. So not necessarily planning your tough conversations verbatim, but going into those meetings, having some bullets so that you know that if you hit those three or four points, you're gonna be able to walk away from that conversation in a confident manner and feel like you got your point across. Um, something else, you know, changing our mindset, thinking more positively um, in the workplace. You know, sometimes we just get bared down with negativity, negativity, depending on the situation um, that we're in. Something that I find is absolutely key, and, and there's plenty of research out there right now that backs this up, the importance of actively listening. 
So listening to understand, not to respond. I want everybody who's listening right now to write that down and prove to me that you're actively listening. <laughs> Listen to understand, not to respond. Because it's so key. I'm sure many of us have been in those conversations where you know, we've just got the words on our tip of our tongues and we're just waiting to spit those words back out at the person we're interacting with. But when we're doing that, we're not actively listening to what is being shared with us and that can pose problems. Um, being cautious of our language, right? Words matter, words matter. We need to be diplomatic in our language in order to have effective communication. Uh, and then finally, you know, one of the, the, the biggest questions or the, the most common question that I get from organizations and clients is how do I keep emotions out of my conversations? I offer and, you know, state that I am a firm believer in, you know, keeping our emotions in our conversation because that demonstrates that we are um, authentic and being an authentic communicator is also key, right? So depending on the situation, you know, having emotions is okay. We're humans. We should be able to feel that if we get upset in a conversation, you know, our, bar our bodies may react and, and tears come to our eyes. We might get a really red face. We might need to excuse ourselves because we're so angry at that moment about whatever it is, you know, that took place. So it's not so much about keeping emotions out of conversations, but just how do we provide tools to manage those emotions? Thank you so, so much, Dr. Amelia. I have certainly learned a lot. And I think <laughs> that my listeners have learned a lot as well. So I would want you to uh, let people know how they can contact you. If someone is listening and they're like, oh, I think this is what we need at this point, or I want some clarity on what you said. How do they contact you and uh, so that they, they can they can work one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one with you if need be? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm on LinkedIn, so please reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, my website is www.ameliarigstad.com, um, and you can connect with me through the website um, with my email address as well. Thank you so, so, so much for your time and for sharing what I called goals this afternoon, you know, gold. If, if I think you've given people a good place to start from, you know, and to, to be able to work this up and make this a part of the workplaces that you and I are working so hard and praying, <laughs> we can see at least in the lifetime of, of our children, if we don't get to see it. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Yes, same here. And thank you, listeners. Keep your questions and your comments coming in and let, let us know if you would want um, a, a specific focus or a specific area. I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to, to take that on board. Thank you.